Welcome to a new episode of Real Talk, Real Women. Today, we are honored with the presence of Vanya Beric. She is from Serbia, ex-Yugoslavia, and she is now a counselor helping women build on their belief in themselves. She is also the founder of the Facebook group Radiant Women. Welcome, Vanya. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. So how does your Facebook group work? What is it? What do you do in there? So um, I created a Facebook group. Um, I saw that, you know, a lot of women who, you know, who are working through whatever they've been through, whether it's childhood, adulthood, who are healing. And um, I wanted to create a community where we can all um, come together and we can help each other and support each other and um, provide resources, you know, tell our story. A lot of times when we're in our pain, we feel very alone. Um, and oftentimes we ask the question, am I the only one going through this? Like, am I the only one feeling this? And 99% of the time is no, you're not, you know, and I have felt it and this is how I went through it. And when I hear those stories, I want to empower women that to heal, to create their independence, to stand in, at, you know, in their own two feet, whether that's emotionally, financially, um, physically even. Um, so yeah, that's what the community is all about. Mm, gorgeous, thank you so, so much. So Vanya, um, can you please walk us through the big lines of your life in a short, in a very short content version. We, we are not going to stay a long time on that, but so that our audience has the feeling they know you. Just the yeah. big lines of your life. Yeah. So as you um, mentioned, I was born in Serbia. And then when I was about four, war broke out and it lasted for about five years. So we moved a lot and a lot um, has changed in obviously you know throughout moving in my life as a child growing up um, and in my parents life my parents went into survival mode because that's what they you know that was they needed to do survive for the five years and then eventually we moved to Australia so we, oh. we um, applied for a refugee um, visa to Australia and we got it once the war was finished um, and throughout those um Throughout that war, I had a lot of um, abuse. And even when we came to Australia, um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional. So there was a lot, a, a lot on me, a lot to do, a lot to work through. And my parents being in a survival mode when they were in the war, when they came to Australia, it was kind of hard to shake off that feeling that we are no longer in danger it's safe here so you know they didn't have a lot of um compassion and empathy and time to help me or even knowledge to help me deal with it whatever I was going through through teenagehood and things like that and um yeah so then um come 20 I realized that I you know they I was suffering I was really really suffering and I wasn't on the same playing field as everyone else so then I started I seeked help I seeked counseling and and that's how basically the story began mm. all right I understand that thank you so the time you realized that it was too much suffering and that you needed help was there 
just an accumulation that at some point just exploded and you just decided, okay, that's it? Or was this, was this an event or was it a, a spiritual awakening? How did that shift happen? So it was, I've noticed things like, so um, what I know now as a counselor and understanding the brain and, and all of these things, I, um, I understood it, you know, I was always very tired and I always um, was wondering how did these people stay awake working for the whole day or studying, you know, um, and I'm so tired, you know, how um, when I would go into meetings for work, um, if a male raised their voice, and I mean just, you know, just so you can hear them louder across the room, I would start to cry. So oh, wow. I had no control over my emotions. I was just constantly crying, you know, and, and uh -huh. it wouldn't be a tear. It would be, I had to excuse myself out of the room because I couldn't control my crying. So I was always afraid. I was always very afraid. I had um, nightmares and things like that. So I was always tired. So that's kind of, I started comparing myself to other people. And that's where I said I, the, the playing field wasn't level. Because I, I started comparing myself to other people. I was like, they can do this, but I can't. Well, what's the difference? Um, and then I was working for a um, company that had to do. So in Australia, we have this um, course that we have to do when you're working with smaller children. It's basically called working with children. So you can recognize if a child is being abused or if they're being neglected. Um, and you, there's certain steps you're meant to take um, in that um, so I was watching this video and there was this woman and she was saying, you know, um, she was obviously an actress, but still the story felt very real. Um, she was saying that she was, uh, she was abused as a child. And, and one of the things that I've, I've never shared about my abuse. So nobody knew what had happened to me, not my parents, nobody. Um, so she was saying that she was abused as a child, um, but she never shared it with anyone. And she was now at the point where she was 30, she had kids of her own, she, she was married, but she never even shared it with her husband because it wasn't something she could talk about. And now it was influencing her life, it was influencing her, you know, the way she was living, her relationship, her relationship with her children. And that's when that hit me that I think the idea in my head is once I leave home, once I escape this, you know, like, sort of like a knight in shining armor, armor, someone will come and rescue me and then I'll be all good. Yeah, right. And then when I heard that, I was like, what? It's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to have my knight in shining armor come and rescue me. It's not going to make everything, all of my pain go away. And I was like, I need help. And, and that was the point. I think literally that day I Googled um, a counselor and I found one and <laughs> that's where it started. Wow. All right, I understand. I understand. This is why breaking the silence around abuse is so important, because it not only helps the person who is breaking the silence to not, it's too heavy to carry alone that kind of things, too heavy. 100%. And it does not go away. Yeah, no. Right? No, it, it does not. No. You can't keep that decades with you. It's still there. And you hear, no, no, but I never think about that. I never, I mean, no, no, it's, it's, it's in the background. And one day, same time you, you hear someone coming out of the closet and saying, all right, I was sexually abused when I was a child, which is even worse. 
it's it's already worse when you're adult but when you're a child it's like what yeah oh but that's so destroying during the time you are building up raising during the time you are growing up and the fact of keeping it silent by fear or whatever, and just by obedience, but by obedience to the perpetrator who tells you, if you speak, you're dead. You think, okay, mm. I'm gonna going to be dead, but actually what you think about is death. Yeah. And you just yeah. keep yourself at a level, a playing field that is below, below power, below good. And all yeah. of that because of this, love silence submission of this podcast is to break the silence around abuse if someone listens to that and dares to speak up yes say, i love okay, that i was so sexually abused when i was a child and dare to say these words then it's not a secret anymore then you can start to indeed seek help and then you can start to figure out okay so what is it guilt anger shame self-blame what is it that is rotting inside and going everywhere yes a hundred percent yeah it's that yeah (laughs) so how did you learn about empathy and compassion first of all is that the same thing? Empathy um, and compassion, so, is it the same? No, no. So they kind of play, you know, they're playing the same field together. So, um, but they're not necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. And um, there is, I think the power comes in our understanding of what we are doing and why we are doing it. Um, I, as a, you know, before I started seeking counseling, I was very much a people pleaser and I was very much empathetic and um, compassionate, you know, I guess the right, I was very compassionate. I um, I felt what other people told me and I always wanted to take action. I always wanted to help. It was never a no, there was always a yes, you know, whatever you need. Um, and that was my way of, you know, I was afraid of if I said no, then that person wouldn't love me or they would t- stop talking to me or, you know, I would lose them out of my life. And so it's better to say yes than to lose them. You know, those, those were the two choices that I thought I had in my head. Either say yes and just deal with it or say no and lose them. And the yes seemed a better option. Um, I guess when we draw the difference between, so empathy is, um, so there's two steps to empathy. So there's a cognitive and an emotional side. Um, so empathy is about, so I hear your story and I, it's from a cognitive level, I can understand it. So I can understand what you are saying. I can, um, it, but it's not necessarily relating. The emotional side comes in when we're relating. So I feel what you're feeling. So I can feel the pain, but, um, and then when the emotional, so the compassion then comes in where we take action. So for example, if we hear, you know, victims of a flood, um, so I can understand how terrible that is. 
And then we, you know, we take it a step further where we, um, okay, I can see how emotionally uh, they're suffering there and I, I can feel their pain. And then we take it a step further and we go, okay, now I I'm at a fashion where I'm now taking action. So whether that's, you know, if I'm in an area, I'm going to go help or I'm going to donate it. Um, so that's kind of how they differ. How we make it a healthy compassion or how we make it. So I guess it's the taking action part that we sometimes get stuck in where we have to say yes or constantly instead of a no is that conscious decision about why we're saying yes. And because a lot of times when it comes, um, so, so when it comes to empathy and compassion, we excuse someone's behavior because they told us a story. And society tells us that we should do that and we should do that to be human. But where is the line? Where is that line where we excuse someone's behavior? So we understand, we're compassionate, we're listening, but then where is that line where now our compassion is a detriment to ourselves? So I am no longer here to help you. I am now also going down. So you're dragging me down with you and I'm allowing it. Yeah, this is empathy when it is not managed. Yeah. It's so, drowning oh, with the person who is drowning and just like drowning with the person feeling and falling. And then there are, there are now two people to rescue, you yes. and the other person, because now yes. you feel as bad as the other and you don't even make the difference between who these feelings belong to. Oh, the other, not me. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And then giving that back to the person, like, I cannot do that. He feels already so much. Yeah, okay, does, it, does that help the other that you feel that much as well? Actually, no, it does not. Exactly that, 100%. So understanding about why, so, okay, so, you know, this person has told me a story and that story is, you know, a sad story. And, you know, we want to be there. We want to be there for them. We want to be there for their feelings. And, and, and um, but where, so we get sometimes stuck in that story because usually we, you know, everybody has a story. Everybody has, has had pain in their life, especially pain in childhood. I really haven't spoken to a person, you know, that hasn't had it. So, and I think a lot of victims of abuse, one of the things that they suffer, what I see consistently throughout my clients is um, they suffer the, the feeling of being seen. So they, they don't feel seen, you know, when they're in pain or when something is happening in their life, they feel like they have no one to turn to and no one can see how much they're really going through. And knowing that feeling, and then when someone tells you a story of pain, the one thing you want to do is see them. The one thing you want to do is be there for them because you understand what it's like not to have that. Definitely. So I want to be there to help you. But, but does my it really question, help? Yes, does it help? And who you are still 
ignoring yourself. Because if that person is hurting you, you have been not seen, felt ignored, felt like, felt small your whole life. Mm -hmm. You have this someone with you who is hurting you. Mm -hmm. You want to make them feel seen, but who's making you feel seen? Who's there for you? And this is where it hurts even more. And then you feel that awful feeling that you want to relieve in the other person even more. Yes. And Instead we of want taking to, care. Yes. Yeah. Because we want our own pain to go away. Yes. So, and, and their pain is there. It's obvious. They just told you their pain. So it's there in front of you. It's obvious. So you are hoping, you know, if I can help them, then I can help myself which is not true which, which is, is hope. exactly <laughs> which hope. is really not true at all i mean doesn't work um, that way no and, and we know that you know um from from any kind of you know if we have children or if we've seen a child um when they stumble and fall yes of course we're there to help them but at the same time they're the ones that need to you know process their emotion have attention whatever it is they need to do and then come down Mm -hmm. um and so that's where i guess that that line is yes i have compassion but the first person i'm going to see the first person that i'm going to see how much they're struggling and have understanding and compassion is for myself all right i agree with you fully and completely from experience Mm. having tried both yeah it's the same thing than with the oxygen mask in a in a in a plane you yes. are told to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before helping another with their oxygen mask yes 100 percent. and I if you don't we... do that you risk your life on top of the other yes yeah, so you risk, I think what we, um, I feel like a, a lot of us grew up with, um, you know, <clears throat> adults in our life, whether it's parents or school or, or, you know, just people who influenced us, where they didn't take responsibility for their feelings and for what they were going through and for their own emotions. And then if we are with a person who doesn't do that either, who, um says the words like you made me do this why did you do that you know um we it's hard for us to understand that people are responsible for their own emotions and for their own feelings and mm -hmm. for their own reactions mm -hmm. and that is it is a hundred percent up to each and every one of us to get a handle on that to figure out how to deal with it to remove myself from a situation if I really can't handle it, to seek help if, you know, if it has come to that. Um, because oftentimes, you know, um, we hear, why did you make me do that? Why did you make, you know, even in childhood and um, in adulthood, why, you know, the, the responsibility has been shifted from me to you. And mm -hmm. now it's your job to fix me. But that is when it's an unhealthy mindset, an unhealthy mind that is expressing himself or herself that way. Yeah. 
100%. It's taking, so it, it is, I mean, it's always yeah. much easier to blame you for my problem. So much than easier. It is, yes, because then I don't have to do anything. But you know what? I, I, I tried both. I tried to blame my husband for my pain. And I tried to realize what was going on with me. Like what mm -hmm. was my responsibility about my feelings and everything. And what I discovered is that when I blame him, I expect him to take responsibility and to help me deal with it. And we are still back on how I feel anyway. And mm. when I immediately accept to say, okay, if I take you out of the picture, if I take the other one out of the picture, if I take my parents out of the picture and I'm alone, what is my real problem? And we come back to shame, blame, guilt, all that kind of things. And there I realized how much it is empowering to feel the feeling and understand what is our responsibility because then it's nobody else's fault. It's not the lack of money, time, energy, space, the wrong country, whatever. It's the self-blame, the self-guilt, the, the, the self-beating oneself up that is at, at yes. the origin. Or the, or the, the, yeah, the guilt of having been sexually abused and taking full responsibility like all victims do. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a powerful. And powerful then you're emotion. here, oh, wow, okay. And when you release that emotion and say, all right, let's look at it. I have a problem. And then you call someone like Vanya. Say, okay, <laughs> she's helping women build on their beliefs in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And now that you come with a softer version of yourself available to get help and to receive guidance and to apply the guidance that is being given to you, this is when all your pain goes away because you do the inner work to release it and it's not someone else who is going to do the work for you but someone else can facilitate your inner work a hundred percent yes a hundred percent there is no there is no quick fix there is no um you know do this and you'll be so much better it's really doing the work um i think one of the things that I, I keep seeing is we're, we're, we're afraid of vulnerability. We're afraid of our feelings. We're afraid of our emotions. Um, even when we are in that situation, um, again, you know, as much so for the other person, it's, it's easier for them to blame you than to take responsibility for what they do. But, I, you know, and it's also easier for us to then try and fix you because you are in front of me than try and fix what's inside of me. Because sometimes, and, and this is the, you know, when we really break it down, this is the, the, the simplicity of it, is we, you know, we are so afraid of going inside and stopping and taking a breath and just figuring out what's going on 
but the feel whatever it is that you're feeling inside can't be worse than what you have experienced <laughs> if, if you know it's just an emotion it's just a memory let's work through that it can't you know you have been through the worst yes so it can't be so sitting down and and um understanding yourself understanding your emotion creating awareness of what you're thinking or what you're feeling can't be worse because that's what healing is as you know mm-hmm. you know to break it down in, in a simple form is understanding ourselves being compassionate and empathetic to ourselves um so being able to create awareness of what we're thinking, what we're feeling, how we're making that decision, those decisions based on what's going on inside our head. And that can't be harder than what you have already gone through. Definitely. Whether it's childhood or adulthood, you have been through the worst. This now is easier. And every time you do that, you create more freedom you create more love you create more liberty and you know and that feeling of I guess it's just you know that love and freedom just you know wholeness definitely I love it thank you Vanya for sharing your wisdom your knowledge because as you said knowledge is power and the fact of having learned these techniques, understood the word, explored the emotions, got all this information that allows you to take a step back and to analyze from a wider perspective rather than in the feeling of mm. whatever it is. Yeah. And thank you for having done all of that and for now helping women build on their self-belief because believing in oneself, self-confidence, that is a skill. And it, we are, I don't know, I think we are not born with it. I think we build it over time and we build it by reinforcing the positive and, and accepting to see oneself from a good perspective with a good life. Yes, yeah. A hundred percent. It's a skill whether you had it in childhood and it was taken away from you, or whether you never had it at all. It is a skill like any other skill that can be built, that can be understood. And I know um, uh, a lot of times people are afraid of, you know, I don't, you know, or, or see confidence as something that it isn't. Oftentimes, you know, people when you think of confidence, sometimes uh, people see it as loud and you know being able to just talk in front of people and and, and things like that and confidence can it's just really a belief in yourself a belief that you can handle any situation you can handle any emotion so if you want to get out out of abusive relationship that you can handle it and you Mm -hmm. can handle the next step and the step after the that and step after that if you want to go back to school you can handle that if you want to, you know, whatever it is, make changes in whatever way. That belief in yourself that you have your own back. Because when we go through something traumatic, the first thing that goes is our belief in ourselves that we can take care of ourselves. 
So then we pass that, I don't want to say responsibility, but then we 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 shift it to someone else, you know, um, or we seek someone in different areas, you know, who can take care of me, who can help me. And that's what I want to build back on, that self-belief in yourself that you can, we will always be working through something. There will always going to be ups and downs. But whatever happens in life, you can handle it. That's gorgeous. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely amazing conversation. This is a real talk, real woman, because we talk about the, the real feeling, what we go through, what's going on, and, and, and we say the things that not everybody dares to say. And we say yeah. things as they are. And as we are living them every single day, we break the silence, which yeah. is essential, essential. A hundred percent. And this yes. is breaking the silence equals healing. Yes. Yeah. Because right. it's because you're doing it for yourself. Yes. And that powerful, because when you're silent, you're silent because you believe that you can't. And then when you speak, now you believe you can so exactly. now we're building towards that self-belief. Exactly. And you can handle what's what will happen when you say it. Absolutely love it. Thank you, Vanya. I Thank really you. appreciate this talk and I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you very Amazing much. Amazing work you guys are doing. Thank you. Thanks.